Yeah, I got to my pants are on. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, let's get started. <laughs> All right. So, uh, today, yesterday was Daf Pei. Hey, today is Daf Pei Vav. One second. We're learning. There's a yard site today. We have in mind, I've been Zim, for the Neshama. What's his first name? Shleimah ben Michael. He should have his Neshama, should have an Aliyah. And thank you for sponsoring, uh, Sandra. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Reb Yuda. Baruch Hashem. Very good. It's good to be in the building. It's nice. Okay, I'm just going to put it on, um, on mute for everybody, if possible. Okay. Okay. One second. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, people. All right. Anyway, so let's get started. Yesterday's daf was daf pei. Hey, today's daf pei vav. We're going to do a review of yesterday's daf, and uh, we learned in the Mishnah on daf pei dalid all about this uh, furrow that uh, I don't know exactly what to call it. Even aruga, it's where you're planting in a square in a box of six by six, and you can plant as many as five different plants in the six by six area, which is a chiddush, and it's derived from the text. So there's a, there's a source for it from the Pasuk, because it mentions in the Pasuk uh, six different uh, indications of growth. Now, how do you know that it, that six is significant? Because uh, it's six, but it doesn't say anything, I mean, it doesn't say anything, it's five plants, but it doesn't say anything about the six vachim by six vachim. That's just something that's kimlu terabonon, that the rabbis just, they just know. The question is, how do you know that that's reliable? So that's based on an interesting pasuk that we saw. Rabbi Bar Abba says the name of Rabbi Yechanan. Pasuk says, So what that means is that if there's a boundary that the, that the earlier generations established, um, don't cross those boundaries. In other words, trust that they know what they're talking about. Okay? So Rav Shmuel Bar Nachman, he says the name of Rabbi Yehonasan, that what this is referring to um, is the Bnei Seir HaChori. Who are these Bnei Seir HaChori? They were Yoshvei Haaretz, they dwelt in the land. Now obviously, that's like kind of strange. What do you mean they dwelled in the land? Everybody dwells in the land. Nobody's dwelling in heaven, so it's an expression. They must have known much about the settlement of the land. And that is exactly the case. These people were completely expert in their knowledge of everything to grow. And they were able to measure out an area and say that this is the proper place based on the dirt to plant and location for olive tree, for an olive grove. This is a good place for grapevines. This is a good place for figs. They had an intimate knowledge in the dirt to know what's the best dirt to plant what. Okay? And they were called chori because they were actually able to just smell the earth and know what, what's the right thing to plant there. And not only that, they're also called chivi because they're actually able to taste the earth. Like a snake flicks its tongue on the earth and it's able to taste the earth to know what's the right thing to plant there. And, um, you know, obviously, it's, there's a real science behind this. There's a different earth is made of different things, there's different nutrients, and different nutrients is better for certain plants. 
And that's exactly what their knowledge was. So you got to trust them. And if there's a basis to say that it doesn't grow, that they don't draw sustenance from each other when you're planting at this distance, trust them, they know what they're talking about. And that's basically the idea. So Ravasi clarified that when we're talking about this aruga, this square of six by six, it's inside is six. And that's not including the boundaries. The boundaries is a different, is a different calculation. That's, uh, no, that's, not, that's, out, that's besides for the, the outer area around it. And um, how much does the space on the outside need to be? So the Gemara brought down the source that it needs to be at least a parsa, which is one footstep away. It has to be within the step. Okay. Um, Reb Zera uh, uh, says that the Pasuk, Pasuk says, Vishkisa Beraglcha Kikanayarak, just like a regel is a tefach, so too um, uh, the boundary is also a tefach. Okay, foot, the width of a foot is a tefach. That's the area around this box, how much space it needs. Now, it's interesting, we saw an interesting machlokas. The house of Rav says the name of Rav, that we're talking about where you filled the... Uh, the um, uh, I'm sorry, um, I skipped a line. Okay, so Rav, Rav says... Okay, first thing is, Rav says that an aruka that we're talking about is, is planted with nothing in the surrounding areas. Zero there. Meaning you didn't plant anything past that box. It's just the box. And that's why you're able to fill it up so much. Um, I, so the Gemara asks, why, why would I need to do that? Why can't I set it up in the corners and I'd be able to plant it, um, multiple boxes in a, in a row? And if you look in the picture Rashi brings down, there's an opportunity to plant on the on the on the corners. That's uh, Tosfos says. Well, no, one picture. Um, there should be opportunity to do more. And Rav says, yeah, he's filling up. He's talking about a case where he filled up all the way to the corner. So there isn't an option to do that. Uh, otherwise, that would have been an option. Um, anyway, um, why do that? <laughs> the answer is, so don't fill to the corners. You'll be able to plant more. So the Gemara says is that here, yeah, but once we are free, there's a fear that you might plant all the way to the corner. That's why we don't let you do it at all. The box is limited to those five, and then you can't plant anything in its surrounding area. Okay. Why would that be the case? Don't we have a concept of Rosh Tor, which means that you're allowed to have one field come in in a diagonal, and it, it, because it's well delineated, it, it could even be right next to an adjacent field, because you could see that this one ends and the other one begins. So the Gemara said, and that's a, that's a source for that, so the Gemara explains that since an aruga is such a small area, we don't allow for that type of, for, for, for the, the, it's not big enough, only by a field or something more significant, that you know, you have one field and one and one rosh tor and 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 one uh, aruka. Okay, that's the field is, is considered very significant. But two rosh tor, two two little two little arugos bumping into each other. That's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. They're too small of a section. So that's why that's not an option. Now this is all Rav's opinion. Shmuel has a different opinion, and he says that we're talking about uh, setting up this furrow amongst other furrows. Now the problem is, is that it, as we established, there's only a tefach on the outside of each of these boxes. How is this going to work? They're going to grow into each other. Tefach is not wide enough of a separation. So the Gemara says, you comb the, the, the vegetation into the, it's into the box on either side, and therefore that's enough of a separator. In other words, you could see that the growth of this box is 
goes to this way, the gross of the backs are adjacent to it, is going on the inside, on the other direction, and that's why that's okay. Okay. Ula says that in Marava they asked an interesting question. What if you put just a, uh, just a, a regular row of, of, of plantation, of uh, planting, right, cutting right through an aruga? Do we allow that or not? So um, um, that was the question that he asked. Um, so Rav Shesha says, the, the, this being that this is a bunch of plants all together, it's going to basically not allow that, that row that you, that you just plowed right through to grow in to be planted on because it messes it up. And that was Rav Shesha's position. And uh, Rav Asi says that, uh, no, it's not, the, the row re- maintains itself. So, Rav, so Ravina asks Rav Ashi, um, on the opinion of Rav Asi, it sounds like that you need two rows of everything in order for it to plant next to each other. Like if Omarik's brought a source, if you plant two rows of, 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 of cucumbers, two rows of uh, pumpkins, and two rows of pula mitzri, which is some type of bean, I call it the Egyptian bean, so then it's going to be permissible. But if it's one row and one row and one row, then it's not. So what, what does that show you? That a single row is not considered delineated enough and it's considered an earful if it's considered a mixture. So the Gemara says, you're right, because that's talking about those types of plants which have exactly that idea. They're, um, they have, they grow, they're so, their vines are so, while they grow out of their bounds a lot. And that's why it's a bigger concern over there that, it, that, that if you just have a single row, it looks like everything's mixed together. But when you have a, a double row, so then it, it's well delineated, well defined, and then it, doesn't, then it looks like separate fields, and that's when it's okay. So that's the difference. Came along Rav Kahana in the name of Rav Yochanan, and he said an, uh, an idea. He says that if you want to fill your entire garden uh, with vegetables, you should make uh, uh, your, the same six by six. Then you make a circle around it, a five, and then you fill the corners and, uh, as much as you want. It's very unclear in my mind what exactly is going on over here. There's a little bit of a picture, but basically because you're planting a circle, we look at the circle as a separate area, and you're able to basically fill up your entire field. So the Gemara says, I still, I don't understand. How does that work? The Gemara says, isn't there an in-between? Didn't you say that each aruga needs space in between its arugas? So the Gemara says, you're right. But uh, on the whole, it's basically the entire field is going to be filled with plants. Um, uh, that's one, uh, that, that's what, uh, that's what Rav Ashi says. Rav, uh, I'm sorry, that's what uh, the Dvei Rabbiani says. Rav Ashi says the way you could avoid this problem is by planting in opposite directions. In other words, each one, if, it's, if the plants are going in one direction from, from top to bottom, you know, the rows are top to bottom, so this one will go side to side. And this way, by showing that, you could see that it's separate delineated areas, and that's a factor, and that's why it's okay. So Ravina asks Rav Ashi, um, the, it says that the that the avodas yerek is in another vegetable is six tvachim. That sounds like, and you look at it only like a like a tavlo mirubas. Doesn't that sound like that you're not able to make a circle around the box? It has to be each one is in a box. It's a box. That's what it sounds like. So the gemara says you're right. But that was when we wanted to do a different kula of having a rosh tor 
go into it. You can't have two leniencies. So if you're doing the leniency with the circle around, then you're not going to have also the other leniency of, of having another field come into it on the corner. So um, that, that's that, the corner of one field into the other. And that only works um, if you're keeping everything in boxes. So the bottom line is, is that uh, you know you have to pick your. You have to, you can't uh, you're right you can't get the you can't get have your cake and eat it. You can only have one of the one of the other advantages, and that's the requirement. Anyway, that's the story. That's that. That's where we got up to yesterday, and uh, we'll stop here for the review one.